Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the Rich Rich and Westford Show. We are coming to you live from West Hollywood, California, talking about today's trending topics and asking our sex question of the week. And this week we have a very special guest. It's Jenna from Bad Jew Weekly. Hey. Hey. Hi, y'all. Great to be back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. You're our first repeat guest. Yes. That is such an honor. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the thing. is like, I do a podcast about Judaism, but it's all from this place of like, you don't need to be holier than thou to be a practicing Jew. Mm. I love celebrity gossip. Yeah. I love all this stuff y'all do. That I think it's so fun. Yeah. And we have so much fun with you and I'm, I'm glad you could, could make it. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about this week, so... I hope you're ready. There's a ton of celebrity shade. I've got some fun animal news. We've got nerd news. And of course, our sex topic this week. Someone asked me, like, why are your sex topics so racist lately? Because last week we asked about <laughs> femme versus masculine. Yeah. Like yeah. Femme versus masculine and like tried to break all that down. And I thought people were going to fight with me, but no one really did. Even though some people voted mask for mask, but... This week we asked about sex outside of your ethnic group because I feel like I definitely see a lot of twinsies and mm -hmm. couples and apparently, I, again, I don't use any sex apps, but apparently it's a thing people just put on there like, yeah, uh -huh. white for white or yeah. whatever. No blacks, no femmes, no Asians. Yeah. Like specifically, I hear no Asians is a common thread. Mm -hmm. uh. So we asked if sex outside of your ethnic group was, first of all, yes. We said, would you, but maybe I haven't yet. And then we also said, definitely not. So we'll check in on that poll topic at the end of the show, and we'll give a lot of thoughts about that. But first, we have really fun sex stuff to talk about with Jenna, because one of the things I tweeted before, <laughs> before the show was... Was, uh, we'll talk about having sex through a sheet. <laughs> I think there are all these crazy misconceptions about, like, how Jewish people have sex. <laughs> and then there's actually a sheet involved, and a hole, and a sheet, and this whole rigmarole, and this whole fucking thing. So, first of all, let's break this myth down. This is, is a thing? It's, so there are all sorts of bizarre myths about Jewish people. Like, I was literally... And, and you know, I've lived on the West Coast my whole life. I was at Orchard Supply a while ago, and they, I forget how this came up, but the cashier was like, are you Jewish? And I was like, uh-huh. And he was like, oh, did you know that when they circumcise little boys, they make them suck their own dick? I was like, where are you getting Oh that? my God, like, I, I read it on the internet, and I was like, okay, well, everything... Because I, that makes sense. Yeah, right? It's not even... What? To make a child no. Do that. And I was like, why? And I was like, why? Why? Let's just take a step back. <laughs> why do you think that people would make a baby do that? Just like as a right. Like, like why? Why? So the sex sheet thing is a total myth, and I actually think it's really funny because Judaism is an incredibly sex positive religion. Like mm -hmm. I went to a Hebrew school that was pretty middle of the road. 
And they told us, they were like, if you wait to have sex until you're married, you'll go crazy. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, what's the point? They were seriously like, what is the point? They were like, you should wait till, you know, like, you're in a committed relationship, which, like, let's be honest, does not always happen exactly. either. But, like, that's no, life. But, I mean, that's also some good advice to say, like, hey, if you're going to have sex, be in a stable relationship with someone you can... Yeah. Explore this with. It's it's so because we're recording this on a Saturday, which is Shabbat or the Jewish Sabbath, Mm -hmm. and actually it is um, a thing in Judaism that on Shabbat, because it's supposed to be like the holiest and the most Mm -hmm. fun and the best day of the week, sex is always a mitzvah, like a a good deed. Uh huh. Uh, But on on Shabbat, (laughs) everyone's boning on Saturday. Boning on the Saturday. (laughs) I I, I always tell my listeners, I'm like, if y'all want to get it in go on a Jewish retreat for adults because the last one I went on, we had a seminar on sex on Shabbat. Mm. And then I'm not going to name names, but like there was just a lot of fun had. Oh my. Like gay, straight, bi. I mean, it was like, wow. I know. I I know. Yeah. That's great. I'm officially now Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) I am kind of mad that this is a myth, though, about the sheet. I was like, oh, that's where the term glory hole came from, the sheet with the hole. But <laughs> Well, and then I was reading something as well, because, of course, after I tweeted that, I was like, I have to look this up again and see what <laughs> crazy, stupid shit people say. And there was some, like, something about how three other men have to consecrate the, the or they have to witness the consecration of the marriage. Oh, for or, fuck's Like, sake. there was some ridiculous what? explanation for it where I was like, that is why are there all these myths when when this is such an open religion it's not like it's scientology like (laughs) (laughs) there are tons of Jewish people everywhere that can debunk all these myths right why are they so going around why do people believe it are stated pretty publicly like i don't think there's any mystery to it per se but i guess if you don't practice or if you don't you know go to Jewish church, then you have no idea about these things, but... I guess. I mean, it's, it's a very, like, I mean, I know people who literally used to believe Jewish people had horns, and not even from a place that was, like, what? consciously anti-Semitic. They were like, oh, you know, the little protrusions in your skull. Like, they literally thought... So, you know, like, yeah. like you're another species? Yeah, like, like I fuck? can fling on motherfucker. I don't even I'm know. I'm oh. Yeah. So, oh. like, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of this is just rooted in deep-seated bigotry and cultural myths. And, like, listen, we all of have them. Yeah. Like, we all have them about different religions. Like, you know, like, I was, was it John Oliver who did this thing about, like, there are cultural, like, these horrible racist myths that, like, black people have a higher pain tolerance than white people. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, it's, you know... Ignorance is is ignorance. Right. So, you know, <laughs> all you can do is laugh and, you know, keep getting it on on Shabbat, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I'm down for that. And yeah. Do, and do you find that you're, whether it's something sexual or, or otherwise, do you find it, I mean, you obviously have a podcast where you talk about it, but do, do you ever find it just really striking that people so openly tell you something that is so clearly the words coming out of their mouths? <laughs> would be offensive or do you know what I mean? Yeah, like... no, I do. And I think, um, oh my, you know, I was watching the other night with some friends, uh, the Dave Chappelle special, Killing Me Softly. Yeah. Mm. That is a comedy special from 2000. 
and it holds up entirely. It's just like a brilliant, brilliant comedy special. And he does, and it's really sad because some of the things he talks about, like he was talking about police brutality in like the year 2000, yeah. right? And it's still obviously such a huge problem. But uh, he talks about like when someone says something to you that is so just like straight up racist or like straight up anti-Semitic or Islamophobic yeah. or homophobic, whatever mm -hmm. it is, like sometimes you just have to look at them and just like, it's not even like anger. It's just like, oh my God, <laughs> that was just some ignorant shit like that was just like and yep, to me it's really. almost like easier to deal with that because you're just like you have no idea about the world yeah you know yeah. i mean it's like people who think that gay people like all that like gay men are incapable of like actually having any kind of committed relationship yeah you know right. Well, so, yeah, they reduce it down to a sexual yeah. act. Or, right, right. Or, like, yeah. you know, or because, like, some gay men, you know, it's, like, want to go party and want to go, like, meet different guys or whatever, that it's, like, some kind of deeper depravity. And it's people just, are like, ridiculous. People are, you know, people are... And people also... It's actually... It's kind of ironic to me, too, because, um, you know, there's so much baggage in, like, evangelical Christianity that mm -hmm. permeates American society about mm -hmm. sex. Right. Right. And that's not a knock on Christianity. That's not the whole faith. But like we as a nation that has roots in Puritanism, we have really fucked up. Like we have. So <laughs> oh, no, yeah. America yeah. really was founded by people who were so religious that they moved away from other really religious people. So they could right. be more yeah. religious. <laughs> religious. Totally. Like, is there any? Thing else, uh, where like dating wise or relationship wise or, or sex wise, where you kind of people have certain misconceptions or or you know, I think what has been striking for me, especially when I was a little younger, like when I was in college, is just how different faith systems conceptualize sex. Mm. Like I went to college, I got my first boyfriend, I was like, yeah, I'm doing it, all you know, time. like all the time. I was like, it's Shabbat every day, y'all. <laughs> and um, you know, I dated this wonderful, wonderful man who was raised, um, like evangelical Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's like if you took two white people right. out of the and we're like, yeah. let's find the two who have the least in common. Right. And he's great. Like we're still dear friends, but like the first time we had sex. He yeah. cried. Oh my god. He was so really? and it was like, for this. I know. Right? I mean my it god. was like a huge Debbie Downer for me. Wow. Right? Because yeah. I'm like, okay, I feel pretty. Like you're sitting here and you're like weeping. Right. You know, but I mean for him, it was so real. But I was like, well, you know, we have this beautiful relationship and I am like in love for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Feeling it and I just feel beautiful around you. And so, like, why would this be a bad thing? Because that's just how I was raised. Yeah, Those right. are the values I was raised with, you know? And then for him, it was much more, like, I mean, he really thought that he was going to hell. And it wasn't, like, to put me down and it wasn't to put on because, like, he, he loved me too. He wanted mm -hmm. to have sex with me. But, I mean, he yeah. sincerely believed that. Yeah. And I just thought that that was so sad. It is, and you know, not to that extreme, but I remember my first boyfriend. I remember him being so comfortable being naked in front of me, just like walking around the room naked. And I was like, 
Like it, it, it really took me a while to, to actually be comfortable with someone I had just had sex with. Yeah. Wow, yeah. To walk, walk around, around naked. naked, watch TV naked, yeah. make mm-hmm. some popcorn. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not the case anymore. I'm about to say um, now yeah, that dropped like, real quick. Now people are like, please put some clothes on. West owns no sleeves. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I will tell you, and like this makes me and, and listen. Like we can talk about there are. There's kind of Orthodox Judaism and there's everybody else. And yeah. Orthodox Judaism is still very sex positive, but they get married real young. Yeah. And they are not, there are some like parts of Orthodoxy that are starting to be really much more welcoming to LGBTQ couples mm-hmm. and people and whatever. But like, you know, my cousin married her wife a little over a year ago. And just to like show you how mainstream Judaism, how quickly this has changed, we were on the way to the wedding. And her uncle, who is um, not gay, was just like, <laughs> I really am so excited for them to have children. And they were like, and they were like, we can't wait for that. And like this Jewish wedding, they're like, yeah. we're so excited for them to have children. I can't wait till they have children. And I was like, y'all, they are not even married yet. Right, like, right. and it was such like, a calm Jewish it down. Like, yeah, but it was like such a real it in. Oh, they're like, gonna have such like, a great where, family. When are yeah. they gonna have grandchildren? I'm like, maybe after they get married. But you know, right. that, that was the discourse. Yeah. It wasn't like from this place of like, we are at a lesbian wedding, everybody. <laughs> right. You know, it was just them being. And, and that's also a huge, you know, that's who my family is, and that's how much we love my cousin and my, I guess, my cousin-in-law. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, like, but that, you know, I mean, I think that speaks to, like, when you have a framework that is positive and inclusive, you know, everyone gets asked when they're having children. Very yeah. equal. Yes. It's, very, right. it's an equalizer. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I, that actually leads me to a, a, a question about, because I know, like you said, for, you know, there's orthodox and, and everything else. Can, can you maybe, for our listeners, break down sort of the, I don't know, I don't want to say hierarchy of the Jewish religion? Absolutely, or, yeah. So I, it, we call them denominations traditionally. And as long, it's funny because I think a lot of people, even a lot of Jews in America are like, oh, there's so many denominations now. But for as long as there have been Jewish people, there has been dissent about Mm -hmm. how to be Jewish, which is, you know, we're not a um, hierarchical religion. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's, and it's also a religion that's very much like choose your own adventure and like, what does this mean to you and argue and debate? And so there's a saying that for every two Jews, you need three synagogues because we all have so many opinions about like, well, I like this. Well, I don't like this. But, um, so it used to be that there was pretty much just now what we would consider Orthodox Judaism. Within that, there were a lot of different thinkers, unfortunately, all of the men, because mm-hmm. it was patriarchal in those yeah. days. And there was this really kind of messed up thing where it was like, oh, like, Judaism does really valorize, like, women and women being closer to God. And unfortunately, over time, that evolved from women are inherently holier and are prophets and have mm-hmm. greater prophetic powers than anybody else in the Torah to, well, women don't have to pray to women don't get to participate in spiritual life. So now oh. in America, there are more female rabbis than male rabbis, mm-hmm. but we kind of, kind of culturally had to, you know, when you have a religion yeah. that's like, 3,500 years old, <laughs> right. you're going to go through like, some shit. Yeah, it's just going to happen. Yeah, you're going to yeah. have to go through some shit. Yeah. But so, 
orthodoxy, and these are broadly speaking, there are offshoots and there's this and there's that, but broadly speaking, there's orthodoxy, mm -hmm. which is the most traditional form of Judaism. And so you'll see the men wearing the yarmulkes, the little mm -hmm. kind of beanie yeah. hat things, like the Pope has one, but he's not Jewish. Yeah. But then, you know, like, or, you know, and then the women being much more covered. Mm -hmm. um, then the other end of the spectrum, there's reform, which is the most, um, I, I, Progressive is kind of a misnomer because mm -hmm. I was raised kind of what's called in the middle, which is conservative Judaism, which is kind of, I, I hate the name because it suggests that we're all like, you know, like, I don't know, like limousine liberals or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just conserv the theory of conservative Judaism is like, let's make our religion salient for modern day, okay. but let's also keep Hebrew and keep the traditions and keep all this stuff. Yeah. So the history, um, right. The history, the, you know, and, and the one, and the reform movement has done some amazing stuff. Like they were the first ones to ordain female rabbis to perform gay marriages. They've been leaders on a whole host of, uh, progressive social issues. Mm -hmm. Um, the conservative movement has, has started to catch up. The synagogue yeah. I go to is a whole other denomination, <laughs> so, which is yeah. a whole other, like, hippie, liberal, like, let's sit around and, like, really get intellectual, and then let's go get arrested protesting, like, the DREAM Act being repealed or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, so I would say the kind of big markers of non-Orthodox Judaism are, um, tikkun olam, which I guess it, it means repairing the world, like, community service activism mm -hmm. involvement mm -hmm. in a whole host of political issues and um and just um you know prayer but also just like debate and discourse and study and and really kind of engaging on your own terms and asking questions mm -hmm. like i've heard a rabbi say the only way to actually be a bad jew is not to ask any questions so interesting yeah you know yeah. Like, you shouldn't like if there's stuff in the torah that makes you uncomfortable good because uh -huh. there's some fucked up shit in there you know <laughs> there is, there is. well it's a very old yeah. text that's i'm sure you know in some ways has to mirror um biblical texts where things over time and right. change well, and also, and the words are different you know and... context really really matters like for instance yeah. if you look at and this is what makes me crazy when i see um you know orthodox jews or right-wing christians do this is when you look at the prohibition on gay male sex there is tellingly no prohibition on gay female sex mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's in this whole list of passages about you can't interbreed animals and you can't crossbreed crops. And so when you look at all of those together, it's actually about like reproduction and, mm -hmm. and reproducing. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, if it were actually about two people of the same sex being together, then they would have put prohibition on women too. But yeah. they didn't. Because as long as a woman is getting impregnated, it doesn't matter who she is mm -hmm. messing around with in her free time, right? So if you look at the whole thing in context, you're like, wow, these, this was a warrior tribe of people mm -hmm. who had to make as many other people as they could. Yeah. Right? So, you know, by that logic, it's not the sex act itself mm -hmm. that's wrong. It's about the fact that you should have children. As anything has to over time, it, it becomes something different. Then. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think, yeah, and if you really are open to, you know, I think with any religious practice, I think it's like, does it make you a better person or does it make you a worse person? Mm -hmm. If it makes you a worse person 
then what are you doing? Yeah. Like, go join Scientology. <laughs> right. Like, oh, laser Jesus. eyes. Whatever kind of, like, you can That's levitate. Not. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so there's, so that leads me then to another question, speaking of uh, Scientology, which really actively recruits members. You don't, um, what do I want to say? Proselytize. It's not uh, evangelical. No. Really not trying to recruit people to the Jewish faith. No, well, because first of all, I'm. If your religion has been through like a dozen genocides over years, <laughs> right, right, and like forced mass conversions, you're just not feeling that. Yeah. But secondly, Judaism very, very clearly states that we do not want to be the only religion in the world, and actually, the world is. And this goes back thousands and thousands of thousands of years. Different teachings that mm-hmm. like. All people are children of God, and the world is actually a better place Mm -hmm. when we have different practices and different beliefs and different ideas, and that real compassion comes out of all of us not being the same, but saying, like, hey, like, we all have a different role to play. You know, for me, my mother was not raised Jewish. Uh She raised Catholic, and she chose to become Jewish about 10 years before I was born. Mm -hmm. So, eight or 10 years. So, like... You know, for me, and I was very, very close to my Catholic grandmother in particular. Bless her memory, she was amazing. But and my great aunt too. But you know, I could have very. I, I for me, it always planted that thought in my head, like, who would I be if I weren't Jewish? Mm-hmm, yeah. And you know, who would I be if I weren't raised by such kind and open-hearted people? And it's very possible that I would be a Christian today and be really great, or I would be Muslim and I'd be really great, sure. or I would be. I don't know, Jewish in a different family and be a shitty person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just uh, wondering then, um, since you said your mother actually did convert, then I think some people are confused about religion, ethnicity, race, as it pertains to, quote-unquote, being a Jew. That's, Are you born a yeah. Jew? Do you become a Jew? Is it a race? Is it a religion? That's such a great question. And I, it's interesting because a lot of Jews are very split on this issue, too. Fun <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, yes. I really, really, really do not ascribe to Judaism as a race. Like, yeah. that is something that Hitler said. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that is something that the Spanish Inquisition said. Like, and... Well, first of all, we are all part of the human race. Some people do feel like you are born a Jew, you are not necessarily like Caucasian, you're Jewish. Yeah. I mean, that is an interesting question because, so so just to wrap up, like the first part of your question, you know, I completely understand, Judaism has weird tension because we were originally a tribe, right? In the desert. And so, you know, to this, and, and Jews were ghettoized for so long throughout history and that word actually was first the word ghetto actually was first used i think in italy or poland to talk about jewish people being sequestered Mm -hmm. so for you know hundreds thousands of years we were only marrying and dating each other um i think if you believe so when people talk about jewish culture often what they're actually talking about is specifically like European Jews, people who look like me, who are mm-hmm. pale with dark hair and mm-hmm. like bagels and sign. <laughs> yeah, and me, like, I don't, I don't, who eats complex carbs in a lot of all these, but for me, all Come these on. markers, like Yiddish, like things like that, that people think of as being Jewish culture mm. were not really part of my upbringing. Yeah. And mm. so, and, and look to the, in America today, just in America, 20% of Jewish people are people of color. 
And so, That's crazy. yeah, especially considering that we don't yeah. cross, like, it's, you know, like, you actually have to go find a synagogue and mm-hmm. get yourself in. But, um, but in that sense, I think it really opens up an important opportunity for us. It's like, how do you be inclusive and welcoming and, and not proselytize and mm-hmm. not be evangelical? Because to me, I think that trying to recruit someone to your religion is about the most disgusting thing I can think of. It seems very selfish. Yes. You can, if you just kind of post, like, you already have the church, you have your beliefs, like I said, it's not a mystery. If people are seeking that, you could see from most of my books, they're religious books. Like, yeah. You can, if you're seeking knowledge, you can find it. And if you find yourself going there, it's not as though you turn people away. Right. You know, it's not like Charlotte, Sex in the City. <laughs> you, know, you can, if it interests you, you can become yeah. a Jew. My aunt, Ruthie. I fucking love her. <laughs> She always sent these long cards where, like, you know when you send someone a birthday card, it's, like, blank on one page? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would fill that all <laughs> Oh, my God. With, like, talking about the feral cats that she catches. <laughs> and, gets, and gets neutered. That is awesome. What's going on with them? Or, like, their daughter. Or, like, just a certain story about what happened to them recently. Sometimes it would go on to the back of the card. <laughs> You know, a whole new card. <laughs> Just such a fantastic woman, and and um, was my really my only introduction to to uh, Judaism. You know, being in the Midwest, because you you were not raised Jewish. No, not at all. We're Lutheran. So oh. she married someone in she your family. My family. Oh. Yes. Mm. So that's how, and I mean, everyone just fucking loved her yeah. you know what I mean like she's kind of a hippie and just really fun and just an amazing incredible person so truly growing up that was my only impression and it seems like that's appropriate yeah <laughs> I, I've, you talk about this like crazy verbose woman who like <laughs> helps feral cats. Like, is that me and like you know me in like thirty years? I feel like I'm like headed in that. Well, 30, yeah. okay, like let's give it fifty yeah, years. Let's give it fifty years. Let's give it fifty on. years. Yeah. I would love to have a big ass ranch where there's just like herds of cats. You know, <laughs> save them all. That was amazing. Oh, well. This is such a fascinating topic, and I feel like we could literally spend the entire show talking about all these various differences and and anything like that, but you have a podcast called Bad Jew Weekly. Yeah. People can look it up. Yes. On iTunes, on Google Play, on all this shit, same as us. Everywhere. Go there, subscribe. Check it out. Also, like, the way I talk on this podcast here with you guys is the way I talk on my podcast. Oh, perfect. Like, like, I'll be, like, I have this recurring joke now where I talk about, like, whenever I announce what part of the tour we're going to be studying, I I do an air horn noise. I'm like, like, I don't know why people just fucking love it. You know, it's like. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, like, this prim and proper. Like, I'm like, look at this fucking shit. You know, I'm swearing all the time. So you didn't class it up for this classy show then. That's right. (laughs) Religion doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be stuffy. I I actually highly recommend a book called Zeus Grant's Stupid Wishes. And it really talks in, like, fuck you terms about 
every religion, but like in a drunk history kind of way, yeah. where he's like swearing to the whole thing and <laughs> breaks everything down. It's called Zeus Grand Stupid Wishes. Really, really funny, and it kind of goes through every religion and and frames everything in such a ridiculous way that that you can't help but kind of laugh yeah. at the whole concept of religion after a while. Yeah, and I think like why not? You know, like I think it's so possible, and I think it's really important to be be open minded and be ready to learn and mm-hmm. be respectful, but also be able to like be a little playful and not take everything. Mm-hmm so seriously because yeah. like religion's fucking weird ain't that the truth <laughs> yes but before we move on is there anything you would like to say to our listeners uh, about yourself or your podcast or in general I don't believe in being one way in one area of your life and yeah. being another way in another area mm-hmm. of your life like who I am is who I am and I think that we should all live that way yeah. and yeah I you know I smoke pot and I you know have had my fair share of like one night dates as yeah, it were yeah, you know, like, yeah. but like I'm not a sh- like, but, like, well worded but I, and I think so many people think that you like oh I'll practice Judaism when I'm a better person or I'll practice Judaism at some pre- like, yeah. deter- like non-determined point in the future when I when I totally change who I am and become a really boring person I don't like and mm. like you know I just like I think whatever anyone's religion is or no religion or whatever your beliefs are those should not separate you like those should not make you ashamed of the way you live your life and what you find fun and what you find enjoyable exactly well said thanks okay moving on to one of my new favorite topics and (laughs) it's animal hijinks or animal news or animal related because as you can see there's my little trying to kitty cue the meow (laughs) (laughs) every week now since kitty can no longer be on the show i try to mention her and i also find something that i think is really funny and this week baboons overran a zoo in Paris where 50 baboons escaped their enclosure and shut down the entire zoo. Were they and the ones with like, please tell me that all, they're the red ass baboons. I, no. Damn. They, they all converged on the single largest rock in the entire zoo. What? And that's why they were able to capture so many of them. Only a few kind of wandered off to other areas. And then, like, the last four kind of got caught in an enclosed (laughs) place where they were just going to, like, dart them and whatever. Yeah. But once 50 fucking... 50? 50? Baboon. 50 baboons. 50 baboons. I would have died of a heart attack. Escaped in a fucking zoo. Fuck that. (laughs) I'm already not a monkey fan. That is a horror oh. movie. Yes. Oh. No, do you know I'm going to have nightmares tonight, thanks. Do you know a worse? fucking lot. Do you know what worse? Kangaroos. Oh. Oh, can you not? You want... I'm oh. not going to get any sleep tonight. No. I'm going to have like fucking monkey kangaroo hybrids like attacking oh. me in my fucking <laughs> dreams tonight. Thanks, Wes. You're awesome. Uh. I will give you a happy animal story, though, which is Please. being open to other beliefs. So... <sighs> Um, as my regular listeners know, because I talk about them all the time, I have two rescue cats, Max 
and Harley, and I had to take Harley to the vet. And Harley has, like, a lot of, like, PTSD from his days in the pound, even mm. though he's, like, five now. And, like, he can be very skittish and very scared. Aww. And I, you know, it's so Aww. sad because he's such a beautiful, good kitty. Mm. But I had a friend who is a Reiki master come over and do Reiki on my cat. What? On my cat, I swear to God. And I was like, you know what? This is so crazy, but I am open to anything yeah. that will make him feel Fuck better. Yes. And she's like, okay, now that I did Reiki on him and I've made a channel so you can talk to him and he'll understand you. And I would always talk to him anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, duh. Right, obviously. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it all starts. But right before we went to the vet, I said, okay, Harley, I know you hate doing this. I know it's really scary but I want to make sure that your teeth don't hurt. Oh. And so the nice man here, you know, I, I want to do everything I can to make sure that you're my healthy and happy Harley. Oh. And the doctor, I know he can be scary, but he just wants to help you. We get to the vet. Harley is usually like caterwauling, like, <laughs> and he's sitting there with his little arms crossed in his carrier looking Oh around. my gosh. We go into the room to the, like, um, I don't know, um, the doctor's little yeah. room. Yeah. And I take him out and I'm holding him in my arms. And usually in the past when he would see the doctor come in, he'd have a meltdown. Oh my he God. literally jumps off my arms, sits on the table, and just, like, looks up at the doctor. Wow. It was fucking magic. But it was so amazing because he was not only like so calm, but he just seemed very happy. And Mm -hmm. so I just started, people in the waiting room were like, your cat is so calm. And so I started giving You're like, I know, right? I know. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's because I'm a great parent. But it was so amazing to really look at like how energy really affects animals too. Mm -hmm. Oh, it really does. So much. But it it made me so happy because like, that's every like pet parent's yeah. worst nightmare is like your pet is scared and they think they think that you're trying to hurt them. Yeah, and freaking out and freaking out and you're like, I just want to make you feel better. Yeah. So that's my beautiful animal anecdote. Much better than the killer fucking bat. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about that for a oh, second. Did it hurt anyone? Oh. So they no, say. Yeah. Well, like there's a cover up. I don't believe shit anymore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That'd be a great horror movie. The deep bed. That could be stage. a real time horror movie. That sounds like a recurring nightmare of mine oh, all the time. Oof. Can't they like scratch your face off? Yes. Yes, they're crazy. Just rip off your they're whole insane. Face. Fuck no. Mm-mm. They could rip off your whole no. face. No. Just be like, <laughs> rip it off. Didn't like Michael Jackson have an ape? He had a, a chimpanzee. Didn't it rip someone's face off? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> someone so, in, allegedly. No, someone in Southern California had a, I don't know if it's, if it's a chimpanzee or an orangutan. I think it was an orangutan. Those are the ones that are, uh, they have kind of a bald oh, head, but they're God. orange. No. And it, Those that, orangutans. That, that ripped someone's face off. Yeah. Why do people... They lost their face. Because people are crazy. Okay, you guys. It's time for Celebrity Shade! Yay! Millie Vanilli turned 30 this week, and I just have to say, Clive Davis knew Millie Vanilli was not singing on their records. But he did not care because they were a cash cow for the label. At the time, Whitney Houston was already uh, Arista's leading artist, but the duo served as huge bonus for the label's profit. In fact, here's what happened. These two artists, one of them German, one of them French, yeah. met someone who gave them $1,000 each to sign a contract. And they signed this contract 
which first of all tied them to three albums, only paid them from touring, <gasps> and made them the performance facade for an album that had already been produced by three singers. Mm-hmm. So he hired these two guys, basically, with really without even their own fucking knowledge, yeah, to do this shit. And I also heard that the actual one of the singers thought he was just doing demo work. Right. Right. Yeah. And one of the what? Ra- one of the yes. <laughs> like the thought rapper. he was doing. The rapper is the third person. Anytime you hear a rap on a Millie Vanilli song, that's an entirely entire different person. What? <laughs> God. I don't get, like, whenever someone does something like that, I'm like, do, like, how long do you think you're going to be able to get away with it? That just Well, this is back in the day. There's no internet. No, but this also blows the idea of a lot of conspiracies because Mm. at some point, it will be found out. This did happen, and they became, no one could have known when they signed these two guys to dance around to a song. And lip sync. That they would have become... A worldwide yes, multi-million sales, singles, <laughs> Grammy winning. Like, no one could have predicted this, like, meteoric rise of these two mm-hmm. guys who actually... Including were, them. <laughs> including them, who actually were friends prior to, even despite the fact that, again, one of them was German and one of them was French. They had met and they were doing performances together and that's where they caught the attention of this particular producer and the whole story is so fucking crazy right and when you and i actually remember billy vanilli and i remember their songs Mm -hmm. and i remember when it came out that they were fake and i actually remember the press conference where they were like we just wanted to perform and we just wanted to sing and and this just blew up completely out of... I actually felt really bad for them. And one of them can, can actually sing. That's the funny thing. Well, one of them... Well, one of them passed away. And died. Yeah. And then uh, Fab yeah. is very talented. Yes. And still performs to this mm-hmm. day. But only... And looks great. Oh my god, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. Do you remember this whole thing? No, I think I was just. <laughs> I was always two when. Uh, I remember thinking. I remember You're learning about it a little bit later, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's I don't. I mean, because as you were talking, I'm like, wow, what would you do with the rest of your life if like that's all anyone ever knows you for? But the kind of sad mm-hmm. thing about today is because if that had happened today, you could go on like. Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, so many outlets. Completely. You do club appearances oh every fucking weekend for yeah. two, yeah. three, five thousand dollars a pop. Instagram followers. Yeah, because you literally just don't <laughs> expect just... anything to be legit anymore. Right. No, we like, don't care. We, yeah, we don't care. Well, speaking of not caring, Karma is a bitch. We just saw a, a Chinese social media meme based on Riverdale. Oh my god, I love Riverdale. Where, okay, we've talked about this before, Riverdale is a trash show and I love it! I love it! It's so good. I'm actually going to go toe-to-toe with you. So, like, my full-time job is I'm a TV writer. And it is a trash show in Mm. the sense that it's melodramatic and crazy. No, no, no. but in the best way possible. In the be- it's so well, for what it is, it is oh so God. well written. And everyone knows, everyone knows their role on the yes. show. But they did this thing, apparently, one of the characters, uh, Veronica, was like, well, karma's a 
bitch. And you know where they kind of do a flash, like, yeah. one scene to the next, and mm-hmm. I guess it was like a makeover, or she did whatever. So now there are all these people on social media going from, like, just got out of bed, hair looks like shit, all spotty, and like, well... Karma's a bitch, and then it flips. Bam! And they look amazing. Full face makeup, hair, hair done. done. <laughs> and they're, they're incredible outfit. And I was I was saying this to you guys before we started recording, but personally, I love it when people put that much work into something so <laughs> yes. stupid. Like I just, and I'm not even like being facetious. I'm not like I really think it's so great. Because, like, I feel like all I'm doing all day is, like, oh, I do my work, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, like, when you can really, like, just commit to, like, I'm going to make the best little, like, meme ever. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Bring right? us all joy. Hey. Bring us joy. Can you imagine actually having the fucking time That's what I'm saying. Because like, I've thought about it. I'm like, yeah. I would we do, busy. I could, I could do that. I don't have the fucking time. Who has, no. right? who has, the, who has the editing capabilities? 15 who year olds ca- who are smarter than us now. <laughs> oh my god. Remember when we were them? They were, yeah. Not all those people were 15. 19. Who were on that thing that I showed you, although a lot of them were. Exactly. But it's really amazing. So if you guys have not seen it, look up Ooh. Karma is a Bitch on Twitter. There's a, just an amazing montage of, of all these videos <laughs> that people are like transforming from like shit to just amazing. And yeah. like girls, guys, and it's really funny because like it's all, as you were saying, it's like people from China. Who oh, yeah. like, right. like, this is what they latched onto. Right. And they're like, yeah. Love it. Okay, next topic. West Side Story remake. Richie Rich, go. Uh, Steven Spielberg is fucking redoing <laughs> West Side Story. I don't fucking know why, nor do I approve. And if Zac Efron's in this goddamn movie, someone's getting bitch slapped. Uh, <laughs> I can't deal with it. I'm what? Why there are there are original ideas out there somewhere? Why do we keep fucking remaking shit and then making it worse than it was before? And West Side Story too. Like, don't get me wrong, but some things have a time and a place. Yeah, like let it go. I right? Was, yeah, and like. Frankly, okay, I may get some shade thrown at me for this one. I don't care. At me. But, like, <laughs> when I was, saw the original West Side Story when I was little, I remember it wasn't until I was, like, 8 or 10 that I even understood that they were supposed to be of different races because mm-hmm. they yeah. all just look fucking orange. Yeah. Yes. It's a bunch of, like, white people and half uh, of them have, like, spray tan and half of them have more spray tan. Yeah. Exactly. And I just don't. Like, I'm glad that they're going to try to actually cast, like, Latin people. Yeah, but, like, that is actually in but, like, who the auditions, ca- like, but... Who, who cares about this story? This story is not a story for now. Right? Like, like let it go. Let it go. What are you going to do? Done. Do something else. And if else. they try to modernize it, then it's going to be even worse. Uh, I just, I just stop remaking shit. Stop. Just stop. Cut it out. Do you know who got really pissed at her stylist? Taryn Manning from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Who we had to look up to, <laughs> to figure out who the fuck she was. Exactly. Number one. But apparently she wore a dress to the... Golden Globes. SAG Awards? Sure. Something. And... <laughs> it looks Some award show. Great. We're invested in this right. yeah. It looks great. Yeah. But people who care about those things, reporters, whatever fashion people I don't know were spotted the dress was a $200 dress from like TJ Maxx or something yeah 
And when asked about it, she was like, oh, well, that's not really fair for my stylist to put me in this, like, cheap dress because every girl wants to go on the red carpet being all, like... She's like, I wanted a superstar gown. I'm all, bitch, you're not a fucking superstar, first of all. Then retracted, (laughs) trying to say, I just wish I had been informed that it was an affordable dress because everyone should look like a red carpet celebrity. And I... Oh, shut up. You're a fucking oh liar. <laughs> I can't. Also, I think that's awesome. I'm yeah, sorry. I think that's I amazing. Think well, not only that, but like, who... Okay, maybe her stylist could have told her the dress was done her bucks. Yeah, but, but I mean, like... Whatever. She probably tried on how many dresses, and then that was the dress that she picked, or that looked fine, and then they sent her out in it. Like, whoopty fucking do yeah. Deal with it. I also... You know what, though? I think that that is such a great like thing to wear I, when, so when I first moved to LA eight years ago I had to to get my toe into entertainment I had to intern for free mm-hmm. and one of my inter- internships <laughs> internships was at this um, what's called a gifting lounge and there are oh, basically yes. these special yeah you know about this from your previous life um, basically there before every award show different companies like sometimes it's private companies sometimes it's like a network like HBO will get vendors to come and like sometimes it's really crap sometimes mm-hmm. it's really high-end stuff and, and they just put together away. this whole essentially buffet of products and from you, yeah. cups saucers bed pillows oh my gosh yeah and all this anything you can imagine watches glass frames purses and basically yeah the famous yeah. and the celebrities go in and you go Got all the from stuff. Yeah, table to table, and you take pictures of the products. And so it's lit. And I remember this because I was, you know, I had saved up money to move down here. Yeah. But there I am, there was this French woman, and she would be like, Jenna, why are you so stupid? And I like, why are you so fucking stupid? But um, to, the, to the point, like, famous people, like celebrities, like, you have friends who are celebrities, I have friends who are celebrities, mm-hmm. you know, square quotes, yeah, but like, they get so much free stuff oh my god they yes. get so much free yes. stuff and they are the people who need it the least that's like, why we that's started this show right yes. exactly <laughs> exactly and like my i have an amazon wish list you got yeah, it's, it's, right. gr- it's growing by the minute he's on his phone right now adding to it uh, i am thanks for subscribing <laughs> you I hope you like linked it through the thing where it's like save the panda. Right. <laughs> Every purchase you make saves the panda. I'm exactly. like, I'm doing it. Exactly. No, but yeah, I just yeah. like shut the fuck up, Taryn. I'm like anyway, shut up. My thing is this. I'm like, be more like Tamar Braxton, who actually fired her stylist for making her feel bad about wearing a thirty dollar jumpsuit for Forever Twenty One. Girl, if you look cute in it... Thank you. She paired it with a pair of $1,500 Louboutin boots. That's what's up. <laughs> okay. But, and she picked out this this jumpsuit, and he said, why are you wearing this, yada, yada, yada. And so she fired him, and then released a statement saying, you know what? You should be able to feel beautiful in whatever you wear, how much anything costs. There it is. And I'll be damned if someone tries to make me feel less than for wearing a $30 jumpsuit. There for it is. P.S. They're $1,500 Right. Exactly. <laughs> right with this shit. Okay, do you know what show I love? And it's getting a reboot, and at first I was like, <gasps> but then I was like, ah, oh, charmed. Nope. So. Speaking of stop remaking shit. First <laughs> of all, if they had just brought back Rose fucking McGowan, <sighs> and anyone, literally anyone, I wouldn't even care if they brought back, <laughs> but Holly Marie Combs is a big part of this, so I hope they brought her back too. No, 
they're doing a new series that is about feminism and about female empowerment. So why not put Rose McGowan in it? And I'm like, because the original Charmed with all female yeah. lead characters right? was not about... Based on sisterhood? Female... <laughs> yeah, it was not about female <laughs> And actually, Holly Marie Combs is not here for it. She kind of slammed them on Twitter. Good. This is not. You don't need to make this about feminism. It is inherently about feminism. And also, we put a lot of work into this fucking show. And it's one of the longest running shows with an all-female lead cast. Yeah. Aside from, like, Golden Girls, Mm -hmm. which actually wasn't even on for that long, but... Charmed was on for like nine yeah. fucking seasons. Wow. It was on for a long goddamn mm. time. Wow. Shannon Doherty was in four fucking seasons yes. or three or whatever. And then Rose McGowan came on. So it was like they already had such an established thing going. And then it kept going beyond its initial thing. So to reboot it and to make it this whole thing, it's leaving a bad taste in my yeah, it's no, like I'm not here for dog. it. It's like a milkshake dog. <laughs> <laughs> At first, you're like, <gasps> but then you're like, oh. also, just like as a TV writer, nobody wants to watch a show that is like, this is a show about global warming. It's like the way that you, no, I'm serious, like the way yeah. that you make a good show is you make it entertaining and you make it compelling and then you show the issues through that. Like, as you said, like, the original show was feminist because it was about female wounds because that's what the characters were doing. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, and here we're going to show someone. Yeah, it's happening. So much wine. There. (laughs) You know what? That's commitment. I love it. You know, hey, I'm a good co-host. Oh my God, I'm spilling my wine. (laughs) I just poured all the wine. you put all the wine in my glass. Blame the black guy. All right, let's move on. Damn. We're making it racist. That leads us to Megyn Kelly. <laughs> Very well, good I also segue. Feel kind of a racist because she said that Jesus was definitely white and so was Santa. And this week she attacked Jane Fonda for something that Jane Fonda has repeatedly apologized for that happened 30 fucking years ago. Which, by the way, everyone now kind of agrees Vietnam was a bad idea. So uh, yeah. even though she's apologized for it, being on the side of peace and not. Being at war and not killing a bunch of people doesn't even seem like a bad idea. But because Megyn Kelly has this platform, she felt the need to attack her on her show. You know why she felt the need to attack her? is because she's not very good at her job and her ratings are in the tank. (laughs) Like, that's why she did it, very clearly. And, you know, Megyn Kelly is just... If there were still physical dictionaries that had pictures in them, you would look up white feminism and you would see a picture of Megyn Kelly. It's horrible. And I say Ugh. that because she's trying to have it both ways. She wants her weird, bigot, fox friends to still mm. follow her. And right. then she wants to be a hero so, to people like me, yes. to women like me, because... Because she's Megyn today. Right, well, I mean, <laughs> just, be, just because Donald Trump happened to say something very disgusting to her... Suddenly, that makes her that she she wants me to be grateful that she's a feminist hero, and the truth is like you don't get she's, to like, you don't get to be a feminist hero when you put down people of color when you marginalize people. That's exactly right. When when you use a platform that could be for good, 
for evil. For your own. <laughs> I can resist. But yes, I said what I said. Yes. What is it with Fox News and like bottle blonde women? With like, look at like Tommy Laren. It's a a whole thing. It's a whole thing. They they have created this. This they they they've made a mold, and that's what it is. Why it is, I don't fucking know. It's like Stepford Wives, but bitch edition. Yes, it's It's Stepford Wives, Wives. bitch edition. It's exactly what it is. But they but they also are like, I love guns. You know, like they're 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 the the fantasy. Yeah, they're the clan Miss America pageant. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, because they love like, guns and love their free speech. And you know who else loved free speech was fucking Jane fucking Fonda. That's right. right. <laughs> who dared to go across enemy lines and to pose for pictures with people who she didn't think deserved to be fucking carpet bombed. I cannot disagree with someone who feels like that is wrong. You know, it's like when, and this is how it is with Trump, this is how it is with Fox News, it's like all of these people, when they're exposed for being totally incompetent and not just not just racist and bigoted Mm -hmm. but just like totally ineffective in every single way the only thing they know how to do is turn around and incite their like racist bigoted hateful Mm -hmm. face like it's such an obvious trick and it's backfiring on her not i haven't seen that many people supporting her so Bye. 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 How do you feel about real quick? How do you feel about Cardi B? First of all, she's had one song. Second of all, her fiance is a homophobe who she defends to no end. And then this week, if you're following anything on Twitter, she tried to say she needed to educate it on all these topics. Oh yeah. Which she's actually been saying it. Here's the thing: social media has the receipts, bitch. Uh huh. She's been saying this since 2015. About how she has gay friends and trans friends. Oh my god! It's up to them to educate you, and she knows these people. And you don't get to excuse someone's racist behavior. Her fiance said he doesn't vibe with queers. Yes. And Cardi B did a (coughs) whole live. Twitter thing about how she totally hangs with trans people and gays and isn't that just kind of the equivalent of the white person who's like I have black friends and I we can't use the be N-word, racist we use the n-word all the time it's fine they let me do it I feel like you don't get to excuse homophobic attitudes you don't get to excuse certain language and you don't, you don't get to be like, oh, well, we need educated from the no, gay please, community. Yeah, right. no. Educate yourself, bitch. Right. Because you know what's right from wrong. You know what's going to offend someone. You know the words you should and should not be saying. Also, mm-hmm. you know? what, when you don't vibe with queers, I'm sorry, my first thought is he's closeted. Like, who <laughs> fucking cares? Who cares? I mean, like, he's like, because, like, all yeah. three of them, I feel, maybe especially him, but they all Migos go out of their way. Yeah, yeah. They, they go out of their way to be homophobic. And in this Why day, bother? Why, why bother? bother? Because you're Even Eminem has thing. grinder, so whatever. <laughs> okay, real quick, how do we feel about Justin Timberlake? Last Trash. Week, last week we talked about him dissing Vegas acts, mm-hmm. such as Lady Gaga. Yeah. Who was announced to the Vegas act. J-Lo's already in Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
And then Britney announced that she's going on a world tour. Boom, bitch. Get you a bitch that can do both. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Uh, but also, JT was like, what was this? What happened? Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, the Allen thing. Yeah, so he tweeted a random nonsense tweet saying, what does it mean to want your cake and eat it too? Or, have, or to have your cake and eat it too? And then, Miss <clears throat> Farrow decided to retweet him and said, it means that you can't support the Me Too movement while also praising a sexual predator because he's in Woody Allen's next film. Yes. Fuck up, Bam. Daddy. <laughs> he continues to work with Woody yes. Allen. Yes. No. Woody Sorry. Allen is so disgusting. Like, he married his wife's adopted right? daughter. I mean, come That's so gross. on. Come, and he's just creepy and he hasn't made Disgusting. a relevant movie in years come at me yeah, ugh. yeah at me motherfucker at me okay i will say this uh, i have strong feelings about chris rock banning cell phones at his concert here's what happens you walk in they have a pouch for your phone you put your phone in the pouch it locks it clicks you cannot access your phone for the entire duration of the concert. As you leave, they unlock the pouch. You give the pouch back, it's reusable. And you take your phone out, and then you have access to your phone. No. He's a he's a That's comedian like, not. his comedy shows. I'm sorry. Yeah. But calm your goddamn ego down. Fuck you. Um, I'm sorry. If I'm a parent and let's say something happens to my child and I'm in your fucking show. No, you don't get to take my fucking personal belongings and no. I see what you're saying, Richie Rich. I love it because when I go to a concert and people are holding up their fucking phones and recording every moment, I'm done. That is annoying. However, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I think the pouch could be clear. And if you had a screen that came up, if Uh. there was an emergency and you could see it. Yeah. You know how a lot of phones do that. You can yeah. read your text yeah. from the homepage mm-hmm. through a clear bag. I will also this say... This bag wasn't clear, but... <laughs> I'll agree yes. with you. I will agree with you on that. Someone also... Uh, of course, the media was like, this man was kicked out of a concert because he was checking on his sick father on his phone. <laughs> Also, in defense of the practice, like, I actually don't think it's ego. I think it's honestly, if you're a comedian, you have to try out new shit. You have to try out things that are not going to work. And as an artist, you need to have the space to do that, and especially comedy. You you can't often tell a good, you can't tell if a joke is going to land until you you deliver Mm. it. And so, you know, you need to have the space to be able to kind of hone and practice yeah. And yeah, and I think that people like I go to concerts all the time with people who are not present at all. Yeah, and it's so I, I see both sides of it. I see the emergency factor, which is really pressing and important, but I also just see how obnoxious it is to be at concerts with people who it's like, why are you even here? Yeah, they're Watch just it on your the phone. whole goddamn thing. Yes. Watch it on your phone. Watch it on your fucking phone. Go home. Watch Go it on home, the internet. Watch it on the internet. You'll have a better view. You will. I won't have to deal with yeah. your obtrusive ass. And do you know what this is a perfect segue into? It's nerd time news. for nerd news. 
You guys, can you fucking believe Wonder Woman was totally snubbed for the Oscar? <laughs> Stop it! Okay. Boo. Director, I get it. Maybe they're not gonna promote her because she's only had a few movies and she hasn't quite earned it yet and this is a superhero film and blah blah blah. Where'd my wine go? So it's fucking Suicide Squad. First of all, now that we're talking about Wonder Woman, what do you think about my Wonder Woman shrine? <laughs> Me? I've never seen it in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but wasn't the director of this Patty Jenkins? Yes. She's done a ton of stuff. She's had other films, but she's never really gotten a lot of recognition before. That's because of misogyny. She's an excellent director, and she's worked a ton. What I really love about the Wonder Woman extras is that you realize Patty Jenkins is living out her childhood fantasy, and half the time where she's directing, she is Wonder Woman. And she's like, then you're like this. And like, she works through the whole thing playing Wonder Woman herself. Wow. Even if she wasn't going to get director, set design, costuming. Yeah. Yeah. Soundtrack. Yeah. Fucking something. (laughs) Anything. Snub! I feel like Wonder Woman has constantly been underrated. Yes. Throughout her entire... Her fucking existence. Always the underdog. What did Gal Gadot say, Richie Rich, about this whole night? She said that she's not disappointed and that that was never the kind of movie, movie that they were making. They were telling a story about a woman being strong and showing that a woman could stand on her own and that they didn't care about awards and that was never a conversation. And that she wishes everyone else good luck. I love her. She's so damn classy. She is classy. Uh, far classier than anyone on this show right She's now. She's strong Jewish woman. <laughs> yes. She's I mean, incredible, really. And she I, is. I think she has really grasped. She's had this role. She knows. She knew she was Wonder Woman since 2012. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Why did it take so long? Because she's been training. She's. They've been doing the script. They've been doing the costuming. They've been doing all the shit. But she was. She in- also was in Batman vs Superman first, yeah. which was filmed and like. 2013? Yeah. 2014? Oh, mm-hmm. Then they filmed Wonder Woman. Then yeah. they filmed Justice League. So, she essentially had the role since... Yeah. Like, five fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And she's really embodied it, and I just think it's amazing. But, you're right. It doesn't matter. None of this... None of the awards matter. But, I would have really liked to see it because... Yeah. Every single major pinpoint of this movie was a female yeah from the Which costuming is... to mm-hmm. the set design to the all this stuff yeah i just i just nice. really would have liked to have seen somebody mm-hmm. yeah in there especially the sets those sets right? were fucking amazing yeah, right. oh. anyway do you know what what we're on to our sex question of the week. <sighs> Alright, we asked about sex outside of your ethnic group, which I was just trying to be... I, at first I was like, sex outside of your race? We're all the human race, so fuck not. No, I'm not going to ask that. Ethnic, I don't know if that's appropriate. I think that's appropriate. We're going to find out. Gonna... <laughs> anyway, we asked on Twitter and we said, first of all, yes. We also had an option for I certainly would, but I just haven't yet. 
And then we said, definitely not. Dun, dun, dun. On Instagram. Wait, where is it? Okay, wait. Oh, no. <gasps> what? Oh, I put it up more than 24 hours ago, and I don't know. Shit. <laughs> The last time I checked on Instagram was 95%. Okay, yeah. Which still leaves 5% where I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. On Twitter, so far, 8% have said no. Definitely not. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) 17% said I definitely would, but I have not yet. 75% overwhelmingly. First of all, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I had a lot of commentary on this on Instagram. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, this, oh, this is a long one. <laughs> a good long or a bad long? Oh, this was one uh, uh, from someone in the bear community. And I don't know if he wants, because he DM'd me, so I don't mm-hmm. know if he wanted to be mentioned. But okay. Someone so. in the bear community who said, you may not be big enough, like have a big enough belly. Wow. In the bear community. Or you might not be hairy enough. Or you might not have a beard or enough facial hair. And things like that. Mm. Where even though you're a part of... Yeah. You recognize yourself or you identify yourself as part of the bear community. Oh, well, if you don't have a big enough belly, then you're, you're not really bear. Or, you know, if you can't grow yeah. a beard, then, you know. Which I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even think about. Ugh. Wow. I didn't. I just thought. I hate like, our community. If you're, if you're a bear, you're a fucking bear. Like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, who gives that. out bear status? Like, right? <laughs> uh, someone said, wait, where is it? Oh, someone was also, like, breaking down all of their boyfriends and, con- uh-huh. not conquest, but whatever, attractions yeah. based on smell. That's interesting. Scent turns me on that they're all about it, and he has not gone out of his way to attract these people or love these people. But it tends to be like Middle Eastern slash Persian slash Jewish slash particular scent. I feel like I'm making a face right now. I definitely am. I also heard that uh, someone actually was like straight out, and I know he would just quit these world because he's such a regular listener and yes. participant in our podcast. He was like, yeah, I'm proud to say I fucked a lot of different races. Ha ha. I'm an <laughs> <with> opportunity whore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, the world needs more love. That's right. Really I really think so. You know what's interesting to me about people who write like white only or no Asian or whatever no blah whatever it's like why do you feel the need here's the thing if you have racism inside of you in some way if you're Mm -hmm. a racist person then dating then being like okay I'm gonna date a black person so I can get over my racism against black people no that's not fair that is not (laughs) do not use another person's do not use your romantic life to work out your feelings of racism but by the same token, why do you feel the need to abrogate? It's, if it's matching, don't it's just don't match with someone right, who you're just not attracted don't to. Reply yeah. or just like block them or mute them or like why would you put no Asians mm-hmm. called out front page in the description 
one of the first things you would see is is that they do not want anyone who's Asian approaching them. Fuck off. Why? We like, just saw all those Chinese memes. People are and I literally would have sex horrible. With every single one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so, or may have already. Uh, yeah, that's true. But also, how is that okay? I mean, how do they think that's okay? It's not. No, I mean, it's not. But, like, but like, if you're putting yourself out there, whether it's to find dates or to find sex or whatever it is, like that is so profoundly unattractive. And you're cutting down your fucking chances, you idiot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, but, like, I would never, if if someone said that, you are, mm-mm, yeah, no. getting in the cookie jar. No. I That's have, what I, if, like, I'm a white girl. If someone said that to me, I, it would be, I would be like, okay, we're done here. Like, yeah. it's so ugly. It no. is. I have this conversation a lot, probably weekly, with people who want to combat this. And I call it racism light because you're by definition saying that an entire race of people based on their skin color Mm -hmm. is unattractive to you. There's not one person that's going to be attractive no matter what and that is your sole reasoning for it. That's the definition of fucking racism. That's right. I'm not saying you're hanging people up by trees or shooting people or whatever. There are levels to this, obviously, but... That is a racist comment, and people like to disguise that with their preferences. They no, like that's say, conditioned. That's a conditioned situation. That's a learned behavior. Look, it's not a, something that is not a, innate. A preference is I like to participate in this particular sexual proclivity. Yes. Right? I'm into this. Or, or I like guys whatever. who like to read. Or, right. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, sure. like, right. the more like right. straight up version. Sure. Yes. I mean, you're on a sex app, so whatever. But just being a racist is not a preference. Yeah. And <laughs> what always baffles me is, and you talked about this before. Yeah. Of fetishism and someone. Who's yeah, like, like I can't date a white guy that I know only dates black men. Mm-hmm. To me, it triggers a fetishism. It triggers just, I don't know, and it, it, even if it's not coming from that place, still, like, you only date one particular race, and it's it's always, and they always want to fit in and mm-hmm. have something very outspoken to say about the community, and which I think is great to have more support, don't get me wrong. However, it all becomes, I don't know, something just doesn't sit well with me about yeah. those types of guys. I've dated them before, but... It's, something's just very off about I've heard the whole that with situation. my black friends. I've heard that with my Asian friends, too. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with, like, there's, like, a certain type of, like, white guy who's, like, really into, into one, one mm-hmm. yeah. thing. Yes, I see that. I also see people who are only into white guys. That's their only preference. Yeah. And that is it. I think that's internalized racism, frankly. Like, I'm just going to be totally honest. I And maybe it's not for me to say. I don't mm-hmm. know them all. But, you know, it's if you look at... Like, I was thinking about this with, like, Lil' Kim, right? Amazing, like, musician, has had yeah. this long mm-hmm. career. 
and she oh, you like play her. how many licks <laughs> at any at point, any party, anywhere, <laughs> anytime. It's going down. It's fucking going it's down. It's going down. Yes. But like this woman who is so sexy and has accomplished so much mm-hmm. and is so talented, like messed up her whole. She fucked up her whole face. Yeah. And and she bleached the shit out mm-hmm. of her skin. Yes. And it really and that's not to like knock her. I just it makes me. It really made me think about how, like, in at least America, we have these, like, white beauty ideals. Yes, that's exactly what it is. You know? And it's, like, the whole thing of the Kardashians of, like, they'll take, like, stereotypically black woman features, like, Mm -hmm. big lips or a big ass, and then they put them on their white bodies Mm -hmm. to, like, appropriate them. Or suck everything else out. They suck it out. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's, you know, I, I just think it's, like, we all... And again, like, I don't think, if you're like, wow, I'm racist against Asian people, let me date one to prove to myself that I'm not. Right. Like, that is a fucked up way to use someone's no. time. Yeah. Don't do it. But, so. like, at the same time, I think we should all be super mindful of the ways that we are conditioned to see beauty. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's what this whole episode is about. And I hope all of our listeners have learned something. Very, 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 very few people have responded that they would not be open to mm-hmm. another race. And I have to presume there also could be some pressure within certain cultures to only date or marry oh, yeah. or have relationships mm-hmm. with people within your own culture. Mm-hmm. That's also a thing. I'm too greedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I come from a place where I actually used to only date white guys, and then I used to only date Latin guys, and I would, I was like, I, I will not date a black guy. And it literally took me to sit down and talk to myself, <laughs> and for a friend of mine to be like, yo, that's pretty racist what you're saying. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, no, it's not. Like, I'm black. Like, that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm like, no, like, you're literally saying this. And I was like, wait, you're right. Wow, I'm being a shit person right now. Like, let me literally change my mindset and how I think about this. And now I'm the Rainbow Coalition of Dating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I, I mean, I I think I've talked about this very often. I've definitely dated the spectrum. Mm -hmm. There are certain things I am attracted to. Um, I just like certain features, for sure. I mean, something that is different from myself. Mm. I mean, I don't need to fuck a mirror, so <laughs> I'm interested by other stuff. You know, those things inspire me. It, that could just be anyone who's had experiences that are different from mine, who are, mm-hmm. who, who revs me up and yeah. makes me think and whatever. Like, I, I was responding to a thread on Twitter this week where, like, someone's going to turn my on my mind mm-hmm. before they turn on my mind. Yeah. So, if you can do that, it doesn't really matter what you look like. Yeah, everything else just falls into place. if you're rubbing me up here, then you're going to rub me up there. <laughs> I also, well. to, like, to that I've guys of many different races, too, and I... But it's also interesting that I've dated guys who are really, really conventionally handsome Mm -hmm. and guys who are not. And I've been, like, so into guys 
who are not like stereotypically hot because mm-hmm. of their charisma. Oh, yeah, their, absolutely. You know, yeah. And their moves. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when the lights go down. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, Richie Rich. Huh? Uh, <laughs> would you agree that despite race or ethnicity or this or that, also the perceived hotness mm-hmm. or whatever of someone compared to their personality and how oh, they, hot goes on the drain the heartbeat, and then how they actually throw down? Mm. Yes, like when you get with someone who you're like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's not the worst. Give when, me some when, great think, body charisma when like, over when you're just like, body. Hi, um, I'm good. You know, okay, I'm horny. And then <laughs> someone here, like, eh, I'm not that excited about. And then they, yeah, can get like they get it. Yeah. Oh shit! You're like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's so true. But even just like like magnetism, you know, like I'm really I'm such a like loud person big personality like i'm just Mm -hmm. like a very forceful person and so to me it's attractive when a man is is really grounded in himself and like maybe he's loud too maybe he's not but just like Mm -hmm. that confidence to be like okay like i feel like i'm not just leading this guy around through life well or like what about a guy who's soft but also is Solid about what he wants. That's what I'm, what I'm saying, but like soft yeah. and but like confident in yeah. like mm-hmm. who he is. You guys, I have had so much fun. I could talk about everything. And so much wine, but it's the, the end because I'm on like the last two or three sips of this cup, <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone, and then it's time for pizza. And by sip, he means gulps. I have to go. Yeah. So uh, we, we thank you for being our guest. Where can our listeners find you on social and on uh, your podcast? This has been such a blast, guys. It's always so great to hang with you. Oh, thanks for coming back. Oh, it's so good. Um, I am on Twitter at Badgie Weekly Pod. I am on Instagram at Badgie Weekly. Uh, I know it's really shitty. I should have just done the same name for both. (laughs) (laughs) I I like to keep everyone guessing. Guessing. It's too late. Yeah. Um, I also... I have this whole weird demographic of listeners because I'm such a weirdo about my cats and people will just like send me pictures of their cats. Oh, so like, and I it's like, oh, yeah, oh, it's like, oh, there's a whole, it's great. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I'm also, people can always email me and that badgyweekly at gmail.com. Great. Very easy. Much love. You can subscribe to our show. We would love it if you gave us a five-star review. And put your thoughts down. Nothing naughty. Yeah. Apparently, Apple. Apple's PG thirteen. Apparently. <laughs> so don't. What fucking fun is that? Uh. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> Until next week. Bye. Bye.